Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Matthew Stafford from day one. Rob Parker and me said it. He needs to win a Super Bowl to justify the trade. I get it. He's better than Jared Goff. I get it. You know, he's going to, you know, keep you in contention longer than Goff did. But he needed to win the Super Bowl. He needed to take you further than Goff did to justify giving up a two-time Pro Bowl quarterback, whatever you think of him, who got you to the Super Bowl a few years ago and two first-round picks and a third-round pick. You got to get further than the guy they moved you for. And now Matthew Stafford has done that. This is justification. Getting to the Super Bowl wasn't justification. Throwing 41 touchdowns was not justification. Winning it, folks, that was justification. And I'm going to give Matthew Stafford his flowers because he deserves it. Did he have the best Super Bowl showing of a quarterback? No. But he played a very good game. He was strong. And as has become his custom, he led the Rams on the game-winning drive. Look, we all like to make a lot about who was the Super Bowl MVP. Who was the guy that was the best one in the Super Bowl? At the end of the day, I don't care. Yeah, when we're nitpicking the all-time greats, that's something you throw. Well, so-and-so had three Super Bowl MVPs. So-and-so only had one. Yeah, okay. But ultimately, I don't care because it's all about winning. Matthew Stafford could have had a horrible game. And if they won, guess what? He's got a ring, and the trade is justified, and the narrative surrounding him, loser, can't play in the big game, it's all gone. Erased, finito, history. But Matthew Stafford wasn't bad. Okay, he threw two picks. Let's talk about him. The first pick, bad throw. In the end zone. But hey, it was third and 14. And it was almost like a punt. I get it. Could they have gone for a shorter pathway, try to get in field goal percentage? Sure. Okay, I'm not saying it was a good play. I'm just saying it wasn't the worst in the world. It really was fairly irrelevant. And then the second pick, okay, he got it out a little bit in front of the receiver, but it really wasn't his fault. Anytime a ball like that is tipped by the receiver, off the receiver's hands, great chance it gets intercepted. And that's what happened to Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford, who has more game-winning comebacks 
game-winning drives than any quarterback since he entered the league. That includes Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, all of them. He did it again yesterday. I don't think he deserved the MVP. I thought he might get it just because he's a quarterback and threw the game-winning touchdown. But I don't think he deserved it. But I also don't think he deserves criticism. He played well. They won the game. I got to give that man his propers. And Rob Parker is in. We're, we're over the technical difficulties. What's up, man? What's happening? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So I was talking about Matthew Stafford and how he has changed the narrative. He won it. He, we said it. He's got to win the Super Bowl, Rob, to justify the trade. He's done that, and I'm going to give him his props. Yeah, uh, he did win. I didn't think he would win. I thought he would uh, not get it done at the end of the game, and he wound up doing it. Uh, was it anything different than I expected from Matthew Stafford? Uh, no. Did he change my opinion of him? No. Did he prove me wrong that he could get it done? Yes. But I haven't changed my opinion. I, I looked at that game and how he played. And while he won, he's a champion. He got a Super Bowl. I think people have gone off the deep end with this over-crazed narrative about him and his accomplishments. I, I looked at that game and thought to myself, there was probably 10 or 12 quarterbacks that could have won a Super Bowl. Wow. With the Rams. I, I did, including Tannehill could have won that Super Bowl. Uh, well, Matthew Stafford. That, we don't know that. I'm just Tannehill saying. Tannehill threw three it's interceptions just, last it's time. Just, we he threw him. two. Uh, it's, okay. just my, it's just he my opinion. It's just my opinion and the way I feel. And Matthew Stafford, in the last 25 years, Eight quarterbacks have won one Super Bowl, and Stafford had the third lowest passer rating uh, in, in that. And the other two were Mahomes had a 78 uh, quarterback rating, and uh, who was the other one I missed? And uh, it was the third lowest. So I just thought he played well enough. There were stretches where things weren't going that well offensively. Uh, he did was out without was without OBJ, which was a big loss because he was off and to a great top start. Two tight ends too, yeah. You know, um, but I hated to see the flags at the end. I, I I thought that was unfortunate that you know we'd have to see that when they basically let them play for more than three quarters and then you know the phantom holding in the end zone. I thought that was a crucial call against the Bengals that hurt. Uh, but they were able to make it. And I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I should say there was two things. It talked about Matthew Stafford uh, and how well he played because I don't know if there's any or few or any quarterbacks, and somebody could look it up, who didn't throw the game-winning touchdown and won the MVP in the Super Bowl. So that, that said something. And they gave it to Cooper Cup, who, what, had 82 yards. He had a good game. Uh, I wouldn't say it was MVP, and it reminded me when Tom Brady and um, Julian Edelman, Ju when Julian Edelman won the MVP a couple of years ago in that thirteen to three game against the Rams, how many times had a, a, a wide receiver with no touchdowns win an MVP? But Tom Brady didn't have a great game, so they couldn't give it to the quarterback, and for whatever reason, they refused to give it to defensive players. I guess. I don't know. Who was the last one we talked about it? Was it uh, Larry Brown who had the two interceptions, Chris? Did we, did... Well, we're, we're, we're going to get into later the MVP. Right. You but know, I'm just saying, Donald, like, like Cup, 
Stafford, I'm just saying about Stafford, though, as it relates to Stafford, because I'm sure a lot of Stafford people probably thought, he's the MVP. He just threw the game-winning touchdown. Stafford's the MVP. And I don't think the voters saw it that way. Well, they clearly didn't. But Stafford, 283 yards passing, three touchdown passes. The game-winning drive goes 79 yards in 15 plays. His top, his second best receiver is gone. That's not even counting Robert Woods, who was out, who's been out. His top two tight ends are out. They can't run the football. Everybody in the building and everybody watching on television knew he had to go to Cooper Cup, and he does it. They 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 drive down there and score. I don't know how you don't give the man credit for that. I mean, did he have the best game of a quarterback ever in the Super Bowl? No. But he played well, considering all his, so many of his weapons are gone. It's the Super Bowl. It's his first time on the big stage. Three touchdown passes. One interception that was off the receiver's hands. I think he played fine. Like I said, I'm, I'm not saying it was one for the history books as far as the best performance ever. But it wasn't a bad performance. It was a good performance. It, it wasn't mediocre. It was good. And, and I give him credit for that. I don't know why you would, well, not you necessarily, but anybody would hate on it. It goes to win the game. He did that and did it in, in incredible fashion on that last drive. So I thought he was great or good, very good. 877-99 on Fox. We can hear what you think about it. 877-996-6369. Rob is a man of few words. This is one of the rare times he doesn't have much to say. Maybe you can fill in the void. You're turning away. And what did you think of Matthew Stafford's performance? And most importantly, has he changed the narrative? I think he has. And there was talk about, is he a Hall of Famer? Sean McVay said he's a gold jacket guy after the game. Richard Sherman came out with a tweet saying, no way. I would agree, like, he's not a Hall of Famer. Like, if he retired today, he would not be a Hall of Famer. He should not be a Hall of Famer. But I think what he did yesterday could be the first step. I think he needs, like, four more strong seasons. Like, in these next four years, he's playing for the Rams He has great individual years, throws for 4,000 yards plus maybe 5,000 one year. He's near the top of the league in touchdowns. The Rams are constantly in contention. May not win another Super Bowl. I don't think he needs another Super Bowl. Be great. But if he has them in the NFC title game a year or two, they're in the second round of the play. They're always right there over these next four or five years, and he's playing well individually makes a few pro bowls then i think his hall of i think his his hall of fame case is very strong at that point but he's not there yet be sure to catch live editions of the odd couple with chris broussard and rob parker weekdays at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Sean McVay, interesting. Sean McVay is how what is, how old is he? He's he's it, it, good quote. He's 36 years old, okay? And Rob he said he's getting married this summer. And you have sound of this, Rob? Okay. He's 36 years old. He said he's getting married this summer. And because of that, Robbie wants to really, you know, be there for his family, start a family, be there with his kids, his wife. And so for that reason, Rob, he's contemplating retirement. Now, I think he would come back at some point, but he's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. Um, He obviously will be able to come back and get a job whenever he wants to. So I I respect that. If if indeed he steps down, I'm not saying he will. I kind of... You know, I, I lean toward him coaching again, you know, next but, year. But but, but, but the thing if is, if he does, ju- I think I respect that for your family. I, I that's think what he wants e- to do. Ever since Chucky, right, uh, John Gruden got that crazy contract, Chris. I'm not, I'm not saying as a, as a coach, but but uh, the life he had, he was the highest well, when paid. He, oh, yeah. At right. ESPN. He was the highest paid employee at ESPN before Stephen right. A late, of late. Right. But before that, it was John Gruden. And I think he was making six or seven million dollars, whatever it was. But the point is, that's a pretty nice life without the aggravation of football. Abs- man, you aren't li- okay? like. And I, like, I always like, think seriously. this about like like in the NBA, Jeff Van Gundy or Hubie Brown, whichever coach you want to name. Right, you're right. I mean, I can call games and make millions, and I don't have the stress of, you know, coaching, to- of getting fired, the criticism, right. you know what I mean? Like Tony oh, Romo has the greatest totally job in the United States. He has the greatest job, Chris, in the United States. He does 17 Aikman, games for Romo, CBS. Right. And right. he makes $17 million. <laughs> and you only work, Chris, four months a right. year. You only travel on the weekends to the games, right? You got the re- – I mean, are you kidding? Abs- you and are they absolutely have right. He's making more than he made – yeah. Right. And they're throwing you information, Chris, and they have research. And you know the game kind of left and, and right. You know Obviously, the they still study. You know how it is. You got to know all these right. players. Right. But they know the game. I mean, it's 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 taking candy from a baby. So I agree. I mean, and that's the talk that McVay will get a TV job if indeed he does retire. Why couldn't he be Gruden, Rob? He's been more successful. I that's think, my point. Is exactly, you know? Chris. That's my. I think that. Somebody talked to him, hey, you're a young guy, you're a good-looking guy, you know what I mean, you, you got the hardware now, you can market yourself and have a long TV career. John Madden quit, Chris, after what, 10 right. years and had a – and, and most And was and a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. Phenomenal coach, right? people and don't, most people, people don't even remember him as right. a coach. When he died, they had to remind people of what a great football coach he was, but he made a broadcasting career and was tremendous at it. Now, do you agree that McVay, at his age, 36, is that's really – I mean, because he started so young. He's still the youngest coach in the league. I do think he would come back at some point. 
But, you know, you you what's your opinion on him? Now he's got the Super Bowl. He's been the golden boy. We've talked about it. You had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay and you were getting the head coaching job. Zach Taylor was under him. He worked with Kyle Shanahan. Um, so what is your take on LaFleur? Or, I mean, I'm sorry, McVay, if indeed he does step down. He's had a heck yeah. of a career. Yeah, so far. I, I don't know how great he is as a coach, and I'm talking about clock management, plays. Like, like I've seen – it's like we talk about Shanahan. He's not as bad as Shanahan, Chris, who was his last three playoff games but now scored 53 to nothing. You remember we talked about right. that. But but there's stuff in Sean McVay where you go, I don't know if that was the right play. What are they doing? Shouldn't they eat clock? They still gave the ball back to the Bengals with a minute 25. I, I, you know, maybe there's a lot yeah, of things that score. I think in, inside. <laughs> no, I get that. But inside the game where people can question when he got undressed by Bill Belichick. Remember, he scored 35 points. They didn't make an adjustment enough, enough of an adjustment in the second half, if you remember that game. And so I, I don't know how great he is. They just mortgaged everything, which is fine because they got what they wanted, which was a Super Bowl. But I don't know. I really, the jury's out for me. I, if I had to pick one side or the other, I'm going to say he's not one of the great football coaches. He was a guy who they saw potential in. You mean all and, time or right now? Well, yeah, right now. I, I wouldn't say he's like, wow. yeah, I wouldn't say he's like a, the greatest coach. Um, and I think that there are other people in the NFL, not just, I'm not, not just me, but people who are in the game, who look at the technical stuff, who, who, who might, who might feel like that as well. I, I'm, I'm not convinced yet that it's, it's about him. Uh, some coaches you look at, and I'll give you the perfect example to me. I think Bill I think Bill Parcells is one of the all-time great coaches and Chris he only won with the he only won with the Giants and he won those two Super Bowls, right? He went to the Super Bowl with the Patriots. But I remember like everywhere he went, Dallas and the Jets, they all got better. They were I remember the Jets were 1 and 15 under Rich Cotite and 2 years later Bill Parcells gutted the roster and had them in the AFC Championship game against Denver. And I and and then the next year his quarterback, Vinny Testaverde, got hurt, Chris. So that was like it derailed the rest of, you know, their next step. But I can look at a guy like Bill Parcells and see that he can build a team and he can coach. And I, I, I'm not if, – if, if it wasn't for a star-studded roster, I don't know for sure that McVay would be, disagree would be more. I couldn't okay. disagree more. I, I don't know what you're judging it by. I mean, the Rams hadn't made the playoffs when he got there in a dozen years. Aaron Donald was there. They had other good play. Jared Goff was there. They were 4-12 and the year before McVay took over. He takes over. First year, they go 11-5. Second year, they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, again, what are we judging by? It's about results. They had a lot of these players before, and they were terrible. And he took over and immediately turned him around. Now, yeah, he hasn't been around long enough to do what Parcells did in multiple places. But to say, and I get it, even if you wanted to say he's not one of the all-time great coaches just because well, he's only coached for five years. But to say he's not one of the best coaches in the league right now, I, that sounds ridiculous to me. 
Yeah. I mean, I, clock I, I, management. We can talk about Andy Reid's clock management. We can talk about a lot of players, people's clock management. We could criticize a lot of coaches for a play call here or a play call there or a game where they weren't prepared. How about Billy Bill Belichick? What was it, 47 Buffalo put on him? Two straight games they played the Bills, never made him punt? The great Bill Belichick? Yes, Belichick undressed a, a very young green Sean McVay in the second in the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. But to to reach two Super Bowls in 5 years. That is unbelievable with a roster that would, you know, largely a lot of it was 4 and 12 when you took over. And yeah, they went all in to get top players this year. Well, OBJ got hurt. Vaughn Miller was looking like a shell of himself before he got to the Rams. He got healthy and really played well. Robert Woods got hurt. They lost their top two tight ends. Cam Akers was out for most of the season. Like, they brought in freaking Eric Weddle, who had been retired for two years. Yeah, and he's starting. I cannot take anything away because from Sean McVay, the dude has the highest win percentage of any active coach. That includes Belichick. It's 68%, 67.9. He's 10th all time in that regard. Yeah, but, I, they, but my point Been is the that, two that, Super Bowls, that, that also, one, one. The, I mean, come if on. You Got give there a, with you, Jared Goff. If you give a lot of coaches the roster and team that fiction. he has, I'm just I don't know about Chris. the team was 4-12 and 12 when he took over, right? Yeah, Jeff, you give a Jeff lot of coaches Fitt, a 4-12 team, but they're going to make them 11-5 No, the but year? that doesn't always mean Jeff Fisher was a bad coach. It doesn't mean that Sean McVay... What, what was maybe Jeff Fisher well, was a, a bad, lot of bad coach? Coaches because they missed right? the playoffs so, for no. twelve straight so years. So just because somebody shows up, Tony Dungy was it. in Tampa Bay, Chris, and he couldn't win. And You're they put John Gruden in. To it. You think John, no Gru- you think, think John Gruden? You think John Gruden was a great coach? coach? I'm asking you. You ask John, John Gruden. Gruden? Wasn't, yeah, John Gruden. He won a Super coach, Bowl. No. Why, Chris? Yeah, but he, he went, had a he went, his, his team no. was really good before he got there. Now he, you can't he, say that about the Rams. But he pushed them they over and won and the 12. Super Bowl. Tony Dungy couldn't do it. He showed up, they won the Super Bowl. And then Rob, what happened? That, you can't compare what, what Gruden did. No, you Rob, just told me okay. that I'm all Are I'm you saying. Yell? Is, you okay, you don't you don't have logic, so you scream. No, Go ahead, it's let not. me know when it's, I can talk. It calls passion. That's all. If you want yeah, to have passion fun, cuts people If you want to have funny duddy radio, go ahead, Chris. Talk to yourself. All I'm saying is when I when talk they let to you yourself. talk. That's all I'm if saying. If you want funny duddy radio, go, again, go, go ahead. Do it. Do it. Go ahead. I'm not gonna walk away like you, but when I'm when it's my turn to talk, let me know. No, you we done? gotta go to a break. It's fourteen. No, after. I Let's determine. Go to a I break. determine when we go, Let's go to, the to break. a break. It's fourteen. I determine after. when we go to the Let's break. Let's go. Let's go to All a right, break. All right, if you're done, you want to break, then stop. But I'm not done. Tony Dungy had taken Tampa Bay to the cusp. All right, they were a great team, and then John Gruden steps in and wins the Super Bowl. To compare that to what Sean McVay did is ridiculous. The Rams hadn't made the playoffs in more than a decade. Not just with Jeff Fisher, with several coaches. They were 4-12. and 12. They hadn't had a winning season in over a decade. His first year, they're 11-5? and five? Chris, His next you just year, they're no, in Cincinnati, go to the Super Bowl. You, just you broke. Go they ahead. Were four go wins. eat your bologna sandwich. They 
were four, they were four wins just last year in Cincinnati. See, Zach Taylor, the greatest coach, they went to the Super Bowl. Wow, Zach you, Taylor's you, a genius. I don't know. A part Zach of me Taylor's what, a genius. He's wow. the greatest coach ever. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, since Rob didn't take it, now he's taking his break. Good. Zach Taylor, y'all reason with me, people. Reason with me. They were 4-12 and 12 under Zach Taylor, Rob. Okay? You're, you're comparing apples to oranges. You're smarter than that. Yeah, they were 2-14 and 14 under Zach Taylor. 4-12 and 12 under Zach Taylor. And then this year they did a good job, finally. They weren't 4-12 and 12 under Sean McVay. My goodness, if you want to debate, will you bring some logic? Will you bring some reason? Will you bring some intelligence? Sean McVay is not a good coach. What does he have to do? I mean, really, what does he have to do? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Our next guest knows what the Rams feel like today because he won a Super Bowl himself. He's a Hall of Famer. Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst, our man, Rob Woodson. Rob, what up, brother? What's happening? What's up, my brothers from another mother? Great How to you? talk to you, brother, as always. Let's get right to it because we're yes, short we on time. Yes, we need to get in here, yes. Um, you, okay, I want to ask you, that you got two perspectives on this. You were a great defensive player, and also you were a defensive back, so you had to cover receivers. You know what that's all about. Who did you think deserved the MVP Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald? Or Matthew oh, Stafford. Let's throw them all three in there. you think it was somebody else. Well, no, I, I didn't think uh, Matthew Stafford deserved it. I mean, he did have, um, you know, three touchdowns, but he did have two picks. You know, people want to blame the first pick on uh, Ben Saranek, but that ball was low and away from him, and he tried to get his hands on it. You know, it would have been better off if he let it go into the ground. Um, so I don't think that. You can say that, you know, Matthew Stafford should have had it. Uh, you know, it was between Cooper Cup and and Aaron Donald. At the end, I just thought Aaron Donald was just so dominant yep. down the back stretch. And, yeah, you know, Cooper Cup had his eight receptions for 90-some yards, two touchdowns. But Aaron Donald was crushing those guys. You know, once they kind of they adapted to what they were doing, they saw what they were doing, they were moving the center always to Aaron's side. And then once Raheem went to a more of a, you know, what we call wide rush, right, and then he started bringing up somebody to the side of the center where their center couldn't slide to Aaron, and then they start playing games away, you know, that's when, you know, that's when the Rams had their way at it. And I, I thought Aaron Donald, I thought his, the way he closed the game, uh, I just thought that he he should have been the uh, defense or the uh, uh, Super Bowl MVP uh, because you don't find that many times where a defensive player gets to do that, uh, and he's that dominant. Where you know a guy that has two touchdowns, a lot of receivers have two touchdowns in us in the Super Bowl, and only 92 yards. I mean, a lot of guys have done that. So uh, what he did uh, was uh, is not normal. Put it so, that way. Do you think that? And we know Von Miller was an MVP, and Larry Brown was an MVP. I mean, it's not that many, but. Defensive players get the short end of the stick. I, even uh, 
when Tom Brady and the Patriots beat the Rams. Remember, the Rams averaged 35 points that year. They scored three points in that Super Bowl, but it went to a wide receiver. Do you think defensive players get overlooked? Oh, that's a, they get overlooked everywhere. I mean, they get overlooked <laughs> when you're talking about, you know, the, the top players in the league. Uh, they get over, overlooked in pay. Uh, the quarterbacks always make more money. I mean, you think about the quarterbacks normally – are the ones getting the MVPs in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just like that's like a right. norm. Right, right. right. And this, not even that, but the, then, you know, league MVP always goes to a quarterback. So it's very rare that another position gets to have that honor. Um, you know, you know, a couple of Super Bowls ago, Edelman had the honor to be the MVP as a receiver, right? But it's rare. And I just think that, you know, I don't even know who votes on it. Um but, you know, they need to mix up whoever's voting. They need to mix that thing up a little bit more. Rod, do you think Cincinnati – I'm not saying that they'll get back to the Super Bowl next year or even make the playoffs because that's tough to do. It's tricky. But do you think they're here to stay, like as a, you know, as a perennial playoff team for the most part? Or do you think they go the way of the Philadelphia Eagles after they won their Super Bowl, even though Cincinnati didn't even win? But, you know, and they just fade away and, and become another team. Well, you know, what's hard is, you know, they had so many different guys from two years ago. You know, they had six or seven new starters on defense, right? And can they keep all those guys? You know, or do they have more turnover? Um, you know, every year, even even talking about the Rams, you know, just because you did it the same, this, you know, just because you won this way this year doesn't mean you're going to win next year the same way. So I think it's the same thing with, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, just because they were so, you know, dominant and they did come back from a lot of games uh, late in games throughout the year, and their defense played sporadic here and there, and you know, chasing those guys are dynamic, and Mixon was a better runner. Doesn't mean they're going to be the same next year. So, do they have all the talent? Absolutely. Um, the question would be for me was, who is their leader? And if the leadership is there, which I think, you know, Joe Burrow, he's young, but he seems like he's that, that guy for their offense. And if they have that same type of leadership on the defensive side, then they can be here for a little while. Hey, hey, Rod, let's get your, talk, your take on people have gone off the deep end about uh, Matthew about Stafford. Seconds. About, yeah. Real quick about him being uh, uh, in the Hall of Fame. He, he wasn't on the All-Decade team. No All-Pro, no MVP, one Come Pro on, Bowl. Don't, Sean McVay said don't, Sean don't, McVay don't. said this. Come on, Rod. Ridiculous, don't. right? Well, first of all, Sean McVay's not in the Hall of Fame, so Sean McVay <laughs> doesn't even know what greatness looks like. So that's the first thing. Of it. Secondly, and, and, and he should say that of his guy, right? That's what coach, coaches should feel that way about their players. Now, I don't know if they should feel that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Does he have good numbers? Yeah, he has good numbers. But has he ever been the – this is my point. This is my point. We got, we got to run. We got to go, go yeah, run, yeah. Rod. It's a hard out. But we it. got your answer. No!